0: Mikey Palker is not only an amazing musician, but he taught me more about the mystical roots of Judaism than I have ever learned in my entire life. We have a fantastic conversation and some beautiful music. So enjoy his song and the rest of our podcast. Before we get started, though, I want to talk to you about something that is a part of every single day of my life right now. Like, think about that. What is it? Am I going to be talking about Alpha Brain? Am I going to be talking about a supplement? Nope. I'm going to be talking about the groove ring. So this is my wedding band that I wear all the time. It's made out of silicone and they actually have a technology where they carve grooves on the inner part so that air comes in, it becomes breathable, it doesn't pull up and create this little water band around your finger. It's a really cool technology. The rings look great and I'm proud to be married. I'm proud to have a wife so I want to wear it. I wear it even when I'm around the house. I never thought that would be the case. I thought maybe I would get a tattoo or something like that because I would be annoyed wearing rings all the time but not the case i love wearing these rings i love actually showing with pride that i'm married and they're just so functional i mean i can slide them into a golf glove i wear them when i'm working out i wear them when i'm swimming you know i'll take them off when i go to bed but other than that they're just with me all the time so i really recommend you guys check them out worn by olympic athletes bowl riders Rogan uses them. There's a million other customers, 65,000 five star reviews. I mean, these things are legit and they come in a whole bunch of different colors and patterns and styles. They're awesome. So check it out. Go to groovelife.com, just like it sounds G R O O V E L I F E.com, and use the code AMP at checkout to get 15% off. Once again, that's code AMP groovelife.com, 15% off, and get yourself some dope wedding beds.
1: Wish I knew then what I do now I go back and tell myself that I am worth it Maybe the gift was to slow down Casting ripples of change The currents arranged with grace We are safe We are safe I wish I knew then what I do now I tell myself that we were perfect We we're just kids in overwe And all the while, deep inside, we had the music. We are caving.
0: yes thank you for that brother <laughs> you got the pick in there did the pick go in <laughs> yes it did i thought you did that on purpose i thought that was a ninja move no where you were just like i'm done with the pick i'm gonna slide it in the guitar because i don't want to put it anywhere
2: it's a great idea we should start doing that
0: i thought it was i thought it you was thought intentional it was cool? yeah
2: because it was so slick i was actually i was, tr- like, I was actually wow. trying to throw it <laughs> <laughs> you threw it in the guitar no, well, no, no! next you know, time to do it that way not this way no i like it i
0: Thank think you. you keep it i think this is your signature I'm, move. Just, I'm just
2: gonna keep it in there for the rest of the interview i mean
0: i think you should collect them and just have a bunch in there and that way you can use it as a rattle right if necessary
2: right let's see is it a rattle
0: yeah it's good yeah but it needs like 20 he's
2: 20 he's 20 and then picks. it could be like a rain stick a rain stick yeah we could you know I, I'll, that's what i'll do that's what i'll do instead of using a shaker I'm gonna start shaking like we're
0: we were talking about innovation right before you started playing you know right and this is the innovation we were looking for we called it down from the ether right and said innovation is happening now and you just learned
2: a new move that's it throw picking guitar (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's it's similar like i was just looking out here it's raining Uh uh-huh out here and um where i live in california right now it is completely like a smoke bomb went off wild crazy place to live on the west coast right now yeah um but something that's crazy whenever i play gigs usually like before i played red rocks there was a crazy rainstorm and they literally said to me before my set like we might have to cancel your set and when i played electric forest there was an electrical fire like i had to literally go on stage and say hey everybody we need to evacuate i played one song and like we had to evacuate the entire festival (laughs) and like it always happens that when i play like when really important gigs happen for me I would say this is important to get to spend time with you Aubrey but it's raining outside and to me that's like I don't know why it, it happens I i think I understand why now but okay why well you know I write a lot of my music it's uh it's based on uh a lot of a lot of it has to do with my own healing of course and my own grief my own depression and um In, uh, in my faith that, that I was born into and the one that I practice is Judaism. And in my people's faith, one of the deep understanding of how we get rain, because we're, we're, we're an agricultural people, we're essentially farmers. Mm-hmm. Our entire calendar is based on the lunar system, the lunar calendar of when to harvest and when to you know plant seeds. And um, when we are able to access our grief and we're able to access the places in our life that are challenging and we're able to vocalize that's where the healing comes from and when we can really step into the grief and really step and move through it then the, then the waters come because the waters represent simcha which is like the happiness mm. and right now in, it and literally a
0: cleansing right cleansing in, in so many different cultures the water represents a cleansing go down to the river right you know if you're grieving and and so many indigenous cultures go to the river, let the river wash away. Yeah.
2: You know, that's coming. Same with the rain. Right. And then that's the thing about that too is, you know, Judaism, we're an earth-based faith. We're a, a, a people that sing about the water, sing about the mountains, sing about our connection, divine connection to Adama, earth, Pachamama. And um, it's just such a special thing to see how a lot of these, faiths and peoples we have so many similarities like you wouldn't know that if you didn't talk to people about it but there are if you look at like a lot of spirituality i've seen between different indigenous cultures um aspects of judaism aspects of christianity the gnostics there are commonalities the deep mystical and spiritual under underpinnings of so many of these great, right
0: both philosophies and religions are all pointing to the same thing same
2: direction and there's and it's so crazy how in the world there's so much uh, divisive di- division divisiveness divisiveness yeah. right and um we're just we're in a crazy time of that right now we are
0: you know it's also it, well it's also because you know i'm from my heredity i'm mostly jewish 87 oh. percent jewish that's what the dna report says 87 percent ashkenazi and i grew up and that was a, a part of my father's side of the family still active faith my mother's side didn't practice at all but the judaism that i was exposed to was nothing to do with anything that you've said nor any of the things that and i was talking to you before this podcast about Stephen pressfield actually exposed me to a couple of the kind of Kabbalist, like deep mystical underpinnings of judaism that i was never exposed to because the judaism that i was exposed to was all kind of the empty stories that were passed down like the story that relates to the menorah and the nights where the oil burned and then the seder and the times where jews were suffering and i was like yeah yeah i get it you know my ancestral people suffered a lot but that was the judaism that was and it's cool it's nice it's you celebrate it and you eat some weird things and you like have these but it didn't have any real mysticism there so i was just like okay yeah, you know interesting stories you know fun thing to do with that side of the family but it didn't grab me at all whereas the experiential spirituality where i could feel something or the native american spirituality which was very much talking about what you said i mean you had adama you said was the the jewish word for the earth yeah well in native you know native cultures that's you know sometimes pachamama sometimes you also use that word as well Mm -hmm. and that grabbed me because i was like oh this feels right right this feels right but i think judaism is doing the world a disservice in certain aspects by not actually pushing that forward to the front side like keep all the stories great right like push that forward more too and it it seems like that's kind of what you're doing you know now with your vocation
2: right i mean we're i would call this right now in in, in the jewish world i would say in all faiths we're in like a renaissance spirituality i mean we could see it yoga is becoming in a way i mean the practice of yoga i mean there's a lot of talk about appropriation and whatnot right between between it like we obviously i I, it's, it's it's an interesting conversation to have i personally believe that um The practice of yoga should be something that everyone should have access to. And at the same time, we should understand about the teachings, where it comes from and name the teachers. Um, And so um, we're in this renaissance. And I think sometimes when we talk about these kinds of practices, we forget about the teachings of our ancestries. And I think it's important to continue to bring that up and at the same time enact the the deep bhakti of judaism and the mm-hmm. deep bhakti of devotion of of all faiths and i think that's actually what people are attracted to so when i play like music festivals for instance mm-hmm. i play like bhakti fest as a jewish artist which is a yoga festival in joshua tree mm-hmm. um and i play shakti fest and hanuman festival in colorado i just did a virtual festival with them and i talk to so many people that they come to my sets i lead shabbat or i lead a, a set on friday night and i sing my music that's based on Hebrew text and based on Sh- Shabbat or the you know the Torah, which is the Old Testament, and people say, "Oh my God, I never knew Judaism had those aspects. I didn't know that you know there's something called Jewish meditation or Jewish chant." And um, and I and I said, "So so where did you go?" They said, "Well, I went to I I, I didn't like my Jewish upbringing, right? Mm-hmm. For the fact that it was all about the Holocaust, which is important to talk about." but it was so grief driven. And when, which Holocaust?
0: The one from Egypt or the one from Germany? Right. It's, it's about some, it's a story right. about suffering
2: and typically is what I've been exposed to the most. Right, but the, but the thing is it pushes, like if we continue to talk about that as the central point, what I've seen is in a time it's actually pushed a lot of people away from the spiritual aspects. So sure. what they've done is a lot of Jews have gone to India and they've connected with Hare Krishna, they've, they've connected with um, all the different deities in India. Um, and now you see like incredible artists that I fall in love with. Like some of my aspects to connecting with spiritual music have been like Krishna Das, who's a Jewish guy. Yeah. Jai Utal, who's also a Jewish guy. He's a these are both Grammy nominated Kirtan singers. Um and uh the reason being is, you know, the aspect of spirituality is right on the tip of your tongue. You can feel it, you can breathe it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's the thing. I think that's what needs to it needs to be less sizzle more substance you know less story and more like sensation and feeling and i think as that is happening and i i love hearing that from your perspective inside one of the great traditional faiths of humankind i mean what is it judaism christianity islam buddhism hinduism i mean there's only a handful you can probably count the great faiths on one hand but within one of those one of those faiths is this kind of renaissance and i think Mm -hmm. you can see that in multiple different aspects and the idea that it's appropriation i think is nonsense because the world needs all of the medicine right like every bit of medicine that we can get from everywhere we need and anything that's creating more division saying okay this medicine is just for me this medicine just for you well how about we all need to heal the whole fucking world or there's not going to be a world so you can hold on to your little tiny piece of this or share everything right And embrace the fact that as one human species, we are the last thing standing between the earth thriving and the earth facing significant challenges. And we need all of it. And we need the faiths. We can't discard the faiths. The faiths are a great tool. Mm. It would be like another one of these arguments is, you know, ah, fuck McDonald's, right? Well, okay, yeah, McDonald's is serving a lot of shitty cheeseburgers. However, their food distribution network is absolutely essential. How about instead of fuck McDonald's, how about? we through our buying patterns educate mcdonald's to serve healthier food right and that way like we're embracing it so instead of oh yeah fuck capital r religion how about we encourage capital r religion through how we show up right. to the faith that say no no we want more substance we want right. to we want to go deeper we want to get behind the layers of the stories and that's how i think we're going to create the greatest change not by pushing things away
1: right
2: but
0: by like embracing and reinvigorating them with heart
2: right i mean right now even in, like in Judaism, we have, we have this whole movement called Earth-Based Judaism. So I'm part of an organization called Wilderness Torah. Cool. So we go out to the desert, usually the Panamint Valley of um, Mojave Desert, and you know we, we, we light a sacred fire. We tend that fire for the whole festival because in our way, in our indigenous way, we used to, that, that was the original altar was we'd light a fire and we'd give offerings to the fire in sacred in sacred reciprocity to spirit. And we'd make certain offerings that resemble certain prayers, similar to in many indigenous cultures. Um, and then there's places like Urban Adama in Berkeley, which is like a farm teaching people on how to have eco go kashrut, how to eat in a good way and how to be in accordance with the halakha, the law of Judaism, the law of how to, how to, how to ethically eat your food and how to sustain your food organically, um, locally, and however that may be. And so I'm just seeing that happening more and more. And I'm just really excited for this time that we're in.
0: Your hormone levels determine way more things than you even imagine possible. So if you're curious, especially if you're a man who's curious about their testosterone levels in this estrogenized world that we live in with all the plastics and all the different types of estrogen we get in our different food supplies, And also the stress, that constant stress that we're under and the stress actually binding up our testosterone, lowering our free testosterone. If you're worried about this at all, you don't have to go to the doctor. Go to trylgc.com slash Aubrey or use the code word Aubrey and get yourself a hormone test. It's going to be delivered straight to your house. You can complete the test all on your own, send it back in and all of your hormone panels will be read. And then if you're interested, they'll link you up with a doctor who can create a corrective regimen to get your testosterone and everything else in its proper supply. So check it out, go to trylgc.com slash Aubrey if you're interested, and you'll get 20% off when you do that. So trylgc.com slash Aubrey for 20% off. Was your upbringing, were you always brought up in, you know, with Judaism that had these aspects? Or were you brought up in a more traditional Judaism and then kind of found your way within the faith to where you're at now.
2: Well, yeah, I grew up reform uh, in a town called Laguna Niguel, Southern California. Mm -hmm. I was just there with my mom and my dad visiting a few days ago. And when you guys said, hey, come out to Austin, so I was stoked, so I came out. But uh, um, I grew up in a reform synagogue and called Temple Bethel. And I was actually not very excited about it, about praying. I would just show up and I'd watch people and you know, they'd shekel. They do this thing, and um I didn't know what they were doing, and they would they would be just singing these songs that I didn't want to sing essentially mm-hmm. and i you know a lot of the time during worship, I would go out and I'd sneak out and hang with my friends, you know, my favorite part of going to temple was seeing my friends. it was not ever about the prayer, and when I was younger what i i start i got way into hard rock music, it's awesome, yeah, the rain um. So some of my favorite bands were Christian rock bands the, out of the hardcore movement. So like bands like Under Oath, they're mm-hmm. out of Florida. Atreyu was out of Orange County, California, Throwdown. These were some just incredible power in this music. These breakdowns that would just like break open your soul and I would go and these, they'd be these Maj pits and it would be this intense energy packed into a church. And then they would stop and they would, they would be like, "We want to we wanna pray with Christ right now. We want to pray together. And I would always be like, this is weird. <laughs> you know, as the only, yeah. the token Jew there. Like, of course. No one knew I was Jewish. Not only is it odd enough to have a mosh pit in a church, but it's also odd right. enough for a Jew to be praying to Christ. Right, and I didn't, I didn't pray. I was kind of like, you know, this isn't my thing, but there was something special about what was happening in there. And we didn't have like punk rock prayer going on when I was a kid. I mean, now there's a whole bunch of different options that you could probably find out there. Um, but yeah, when I was a kid, I definitely wasn't down with it. And I was actually, you know, a victim of uh multiple hate crimes as a kid. Like we had neo Nazis as when I was a kid down in Southern California. A lot of these children, I think, hid behind false ideologies that they had no nothing. They knew nothing about. They well, wanted to, all
0: false ideologies. Right. So,
2: but they just wanted to pick on a kid, you know, and they right. wanted to claim that they were a supporter of Hitler. And I got you know swastikas on my books and. Uh, when I was, you know, I've had multiple times where I was ju- jumped for being Jewish, like beaten. Um, and I think, in a way, that's obviously what has brought me to where I'm at now, where, you know, I'm ultimately going out there and sharing about my faith. And it was almost like they beat God into me, like that mm. they were trying to, like, you know, whatever they were trying to do, um, bully me. Usually, if the people were bullied, I'd earn so much pain, but I would think that what they were actually doing is like almost like branding me even deeper in my heart with my connection with my people. And I got to say I when I think about all those people that picked on me as a child, I'm f- fucking grateful because it has allowed me to step into who I am today and I and I think of these people and I send them love, honestly, like I'm not hating them. Yeah. And I that's that's really what I hope for the world is that when we have people that rise up against us, usually it's because simply uneducated and a lot of the times really angry themselves and what i've learned is that when we can forgive and we can actually bless them on their journey even if we can't touch them even if we can't talk to them to think about them and to pray and to say you know you're forgiven that actually god willing will support them in their life but at the same time i know for me it has actually allowed me to surrender and to heal um, as well because the, the pain of hating someone else it's the worst to to hate th- th- that pain, feeling yeah you're yeah. holding that anger
0: hoping that it yeah. hoping that it hurts the person that you're angry with but it doesn't it yeah. just actually burns you on the inside so whether or not and i believe that it does i believe that when you forgive someone even if you're not speaking to them that it, energetically i believe we're all connected in the mm-hmm. collective right in, in the collective but so i believe it does have an impact on them when you forgive them in that way but right. i also know for sure unequivocally that it helps you right right you know like when you forgive you're opening to that state that is going to be beneficial to you at the very least and and that's something for all of us to remember is we we will trick ourselves into thinking that our anger is actually some kind of retribution some kind of payback somehow evening the scales creating justice you know against those ones that had hurt us but it's not it's right. just hurting us further and as we let that go
2: you know then we can really become free and really thrive i mean that's my big prayer for the world right now essentially i just want everyone i i think it's a good thing not to forget remembering can be a great catalyst for change
0: yeah there is a uh there's a psychiatrist who i just interviewed and he talks about the importance of making monuments for your pain because mm. we have this deep inclination that we don't forget we don't want to forget and so a lot of the time the reason that we hold on to trauma his theory which i think makes a lot of sense we hold on to trauma because we're creating a monument to our pain because we don't want it to be forgotten right but as soon as we can actually externalize that monument write about it Mm -hmm. put it out tell a good friend or him as a therapist what he tells people is like you know what i'll hold on to your pain for you i'll never forget it i'm going to hold on to that story and i'll know always that it's there so you can let it go Mm. and then people and when he said that i was like whoa like that's really powerful Mm. so i think creating these memorials and creating these places where we can remember is important it actually frees us then to you know frees us then to actually let it go Mm. you know let the waters wash that all away because we know that it's memorialized and we don't have to to hold that
2: there it's a great way to think about it I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember that one Yeah, for when I leave here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, um, but I You know, I think ultimately too, we, we, forgiving is a big gift. I was just watching the other day, I was home visiting my family, like I said, watching 60 Minutes with my fam. And now they're creating apparently these uh, Holocaust um, exhibits where they've interviewed survi- real survivors and they have created programs where you talk to a survivor Even though they might have passed and they can speak to you in real time. And one of they were talking about forgiveness. And this one of one of the survivors said that, you know, the interview says, How could you forgive Hitler? Could you forgive, you know, the Nazis for what, what you've done? And she said, Yes, I have. She said it was the biggest healing, but she'll never forget. Yeah. So I hope that in my life that I can continue to forgive. And remember these stories essentially to essentially stories to connect people i mean that's really what which story i see story is a way to do there's a lot of different intentionality behind story but i think one of my biggest ways of when i play when i play live you know my stories are another technology for connection
0: yeah i want to go back to something that you mentioned earlier yeah which was all of the resistance that you faced from all the neo-nazis all the bullies all the people who attacked you for your faith you're grateful for all of that now and that's a very stoic you know philosophy and a stoic belief that all of these things that are our resistance are actually our greatest ally if we can re-perspect them in a different way and i was reading you know one of the people who talks about this as well is stephen pressfield and i was talking about this with you earlier And he actually names a Jewish term, he calls it yetzer hara, Mm -hmm. which is a force that's in opposition seemingly. But I think the ultimate fruition of that is that the opposition is our ally, if we can actually re prospect it. But explain like what that concept is from your understanding of the yetzer hara and how it contrasts with some of the other, you know, kind of mystical
2: Jewish faith. So great that we're talking about this. (laughs) <laughs> if you can't hear there's thunder outside so it's just like a great conversation ryan pump up that thunder if not you know hit
0: it hit a sound card let me like play a little thunder it. for everybody so they can get in the vibe <laughs> um
2: did you watch looney tunes when you were a kid a little bit remember you know bugs bugs bunny of course did you ever see i mean i think it was bugs bunny but there was like the angel and the, 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 the devil on the shoulder i think that happened to several looney tunes but yeah right right I think it was, it's been a while. I haven't watched cartoons in a while. Um, although I did see it one recently with like Midnight Mystic or something on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen it. Midnight Gospel, trippy, trippy. Anyways, bring it bring it back. Bugs Bunny, hurrah. Angel, Devil. hurrah. like Judaism, we don't actually believe in like a devil. Uh, we don't believe in hell. There are aspects of, if you get deep enough into Kabbalah, I mean, Hasidic Judaism. There are aspects of like evil spirits. Um, however, we can talk about that later if we want. But the is an aspect of your soul. So the soul has many different levels, right? There's the the one of them, like the Yitzhara is I think translated to evil inclination, and the and then the soul, the nishama, um, is like you know the angelic. It's the it's the light. Mm. Um, and so you know i think for me what it actually resembles is uh higher self like higher consciousness like and then maybe something that was like a lower frequency and and the thing is it's not that one's right or wrong essentially it's listening to what feel like for me when i think of her, i think what feels good in my body is a yes as a fuck yes as a no and you know you like sometimes i'll get a thought to go do something that probably isn't the best alignment like last night like i wanted to go out and see what was happening in austin because i'm in austin for 24 hours mm-hmm. and then i was thinking wait I, I have a coach i have a peak performance coach my coach shiva would say um you know you're like i'm an athlete like you need to go you're getting ready for a big interview tomorrow you should go to sleep you should you know do yoga and pray (laughs) and that's so essentially my Yitzharah was it wasn't like a bad thing it was like go out you know and see what was going on in town but my 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 Neshama my higher self was like maybe you should go to sleep you know maybe drink some turmeric juice and (laughs) and uh you know essentially get ready for today and that's basically what it is um now therefore that idea of the Yitzharah in um the higher and lower self, that's something you probably wouldn't read about. It's kind of my own Torah, my own when I say Torah, it's my own oral understanding of sure. the world. Um, and the Torah is, you know, obviously intrinsic to Judaism. It is a specific scroll and a specific story of the story of creation and of everything. Um and however, what I'm what I'm kind of sharing is kind of my own personal journey with dancing with the text and dancing yeah. with the oral story and kind of weaving my own because you know i think that's that's the beauty of i think when we under start to connect our ancestry and we start to really get to know who we are as human beings the those texts those deep understandings become Um, intrinsic to the now i don't know if that makes any sense to you well we have to be
0: able to translate them to our own knowing our own gnosis and if we just rely on the words or somebody else's story that's going to be an approximation at best anyways but a lot of times we'll hang on words as if words are the truth words are always a lie right all of the time because they're they're always a what a lie a lie they're never true because to express truth you can't condense it to a word right it can be an approximate it can be mostly true You know, if you call something snow, like, yeah, it's mostly right you right. know like it's not like it's a total lie right however there's so many different varying degrees of snow you're not going to nail it exactly the eskimos have 17 words for snow so they're getting closer depending right. on which one they say oh this is the fluffy kind of you know frozen water and this is the icy kind of frozen water but we just say snow and it's like well which one what are you talking about right. you know what do you decide whether it's that is a sleet what is that is this a wintry mix or is this a snowstorm you know every word that we have is just a condensation of an idea that's used to kind of loosely convey so if we're reading something it's just an idea. Anytime we use the word God or soul or Yetzirah or Neshama, we're just coming up with an approximation. But we have to understand what it means ourselves, right. like beyond the words, and that's I think what you're going to. And it, it seems like for some people, the Yetzirah, yours was like, ah, go out and like sightsee in Austin. Other people might be go out and get wasted and if you find an eight ball rip the whole thing because you only got one day and you can't fly home with it so you might as well and then let me go to back pages and see if there's any prostitutes that are available now that i ripped that eight ball and i can't fall asleep and like you'll go down this dark path and i think that goes to that native american fable which is you know i have these positive urges and these negative urges you know what should i do and it's like you know young young warrior asking a chief well you know it depends on which wolf you feed you know the the wolf that once is hungry for the the eight ball or the wolf that's hungry for delivering your medicine and your service the more you feed the neshama right. the stronger that becomes the more you feed the yetzer hara the stronger that force becomes true and then the other to kind of bring this together where i was originally it seems like on the individual that makes a lot of sense and, and helps to explain that but then in the collective It's like the whole world has the neshama like the soul of the world the soul of humanity and then the collective hara, which is anger division fear all of these different aspects all of the compulsions the greeds the avarice the lusts that are out of alignment Mm. and so like we can look at these in all these different ways but if it wasn't for both of those forces we wouldn't actually have free will we'd have a we'd have a stacked game we'd have loaded right. dice right like if we didn't have a strong it's a hurrah in the collective right. and that wasn't available then everybody would just be enlightened quick we would all be robots we would all be robots right, right? there wouldn't really be yeah. choice like both have to be intention for us to be able to navigate so this thing isn't a fucking movie it's a video game mm. where we get to make real choices right. so like you got to celebrate both of these things and be like oh cool i got both of these aspects that means I get to choose. Dope, because choice is fucking awesome.
2: Yeah. I just like, I'm so grateful for all my challenges, all the moments my yitzhar has spoken to me. And I know, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm curious about you. Like in your life, Aubrey, where have been places that ultimately the Yitzhakara spoke to you and you listened and you did it? And then you realized that it actually ultimately had uh, brought you to the path for you to understand something new about yourself
0: always right that's the thing right like like, is there so is there like a key a key moment where i was listening to those kind of darker baser impulses um yeah i mean i can think about you know in my in my journey in polyamory there was um you know there was certain one in particular but certain times there would be a, a person that i knew that Mm. i shouldn't be dating Mm. and then you know i don't want to go into the particular details but there would be consequences to that you know like dishon dishonesty and and ways that it would create um disruption and dissonance and turbulence but ultimately through the end of that in the chaos that ensued was a deep and valuable lesson Mm. so it's like yeah I shouldn't have fucking done that. I should have listened to my Neshamah. It was like, stay away. Like, yeah. do not, do not get involved with this person. But then again, I look in hindsight and I'm like, well, I'm kind of grateful I did right. get involved with that person because that taught me this very painful lesson. You know, some of my most painful lessons taught me this extraordinarily painful lesson. And without that lesson, I wouldn't be the man I am today. So, Maybe the Yetzirah and the
2: Neshemard actually the buddies. Same. Maybe fish
0: bumping each yeah, other and being like, right. "We'll just, you know,
2: divide ourselves." But right. it's the same. It's the same. Essentially, that's that's what it is. Like when we come down to consciousness, when we what what I've realized in my prayer practices, either when I'm on a vision quest or I'm practice, practicing Hippo do which is the practice of going outside and screaming out to God and crying out to God. It's a, also a Jewish technology of prayer
0: um i need to hear more about that at some point but continue with your yeah
2: yeah we start to the veil is lifted and we i've I've realized the veil gets lifted and maybe i'm asking for help i'm praying i'm asking for help or i'm struggling with something usually what happens is at the end of my process of going through going through my healing which is, you know, crying, whatever it may be, whatever I'm doing in that moment to release the trauma of whatever has happened. Um, I realize that it's one voice and it's creator is always speaking to us. Creator is always speaking to us, and we have the opportunity of listening in that moment. Sometimes we don't hear the the exact voice that we think we hear. And mm. regardless, it's gonna get us back to the, the path right this path that we're walking together and that path for me i know doesn't look like hey aubrey like you and i like let's i'm gonna walk towards you but like i'm actually that path might look like a spiral you know it might look like i'm gonna i'm gonna go into a different linear timeline and then pop up over here and then go over here and then go there right but the
0: path might look like you know when you woke up in the hangover movie and there's a tiger laying around and there's like a body somewhere right and there's like <laughs> like fuck fuck what what happened where did, how did this path lead exactly but they but they found doug they found doug, they he, found was the found doug. he was on the roof he was on the roof after all <laughs> and then they made several more hangovers so it all worked right. out right. right yeah
2: yeah that was a great movie i actually saw it recently again i know i mean i it's the kind of stuff i like like i love i, I love humor like that and that's yeah. the thing is like you know, I, have a, I have a prayer practice and whatnot, but I enjoy, Think like, Curb Your Enthusiasm, for instance, Larry David, you know, like, there's a lot of profanity. But, you know, that's also, like, for me, in a way, it's how I connect to other people. Like, I feel like sometimes the profanity, if it's done in, in the right way, it just makes somebody real, you know? 100%. And um, I've just noticed, like, at times, you know, I connect with people and it's like, it's almost like they're putting up a front. And I just really resonate with people that are real and authentic. Um, and that's uh that's what i loved about the hangover because everyone could kind of understand they might have had a night where they went out to vegas and they and they and they let loose and they had a crazy time you know mm-hmm. and that's a spiritual experience yeah so i mean that was the whole movie was a spiritual experience no
0: doubt <laughs> learning about friendship learning right. about what they loved what they cared about right. in this crazy way right there's a there's a moment that i had with a shaman and i was working one-on-one with the shaman and we were in a medicine journey and he actually he said the the most the wildest thing he was like you know i feel christ energy here like would you like to would you like to interact would you like to meet that energy and i was like of course and I'm, i mean we're deep deep in the medicine and and so the energy i the energy comes tangible and i could see it in my own third eye and my own vision and it was this spiraling emerald column that was just swirling and it was like the deepest loving calming energy and the the message came through that i could share absolutely any aspect of my deepest darkest shameful secret any urges anything that i would judge myself for And the Christ energy wouldn't even flinch. Mm. Like it was a love that wouldn't even hold a record of wrong. You would never need to ask it for forgiveness because the forgiveness was already pre-granted. It loved you impeccably no matter what. And it was just this absolutely all embracing love. And then contrasting after that was the energy that you would typically call the devil or Lucifer or Mm -hmm. Satan, whatever. There's a bunch of different names for that other force of resistance and the message that came through from that was this is the opposite energy similar to what i was saying that allows us to be in polarity allows to allows tension so like both poles of the magnet you have christ and then you have resistance Mm -hmm. or the devil and that's what allows it but as such that energy if you wanted to make it discarnate and you wanted to anthropomorphize it is also, just an angel with the grace to hold down the darkness, so that we could have the world. Right. But both ultimately fed straight into the same divine source, into what Hindus would call Brahman or source or God. You mm-hmm. know, God has, is a tough word to use, mm-hmm. but um, but it was just a really beautiful understanding of everything that we're talking mm-hmm. about. That even these things we've vilified or these things that we've you know praised. And some levels, it makes sense. Of course, we want to steer more towards that all-encompassing love rather than the force of resistance. Because also when I was encountering that dark energy, I was like, wow, that's really admirable that you're holding down all the darkness. And then the message was also like, yeah, 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 but don't get it twisted. I will still fuck you up. You know, like that was like, still the idea is like, yeah, Yeah. but I'm going to continue to do my job. You can't just like pat me on the head and I become like a trained pit bull. Like, I'm here to fuck you up. That is my sacred job. And so, just understanding that though helps you recalibrate everything because it helps you recalibrate even everything that's going on in the collective. What if all of this is happening for us? Is the absolute bare minimum, minimum viable resistance necessary for people to wake up? And maybe we need more. Maybe we need to add, you know, more different extra vaccines and blast shields and masks and division and more, more, more of these things that are challenging everything right now, more viruses, more all of this stuff. If we need that to wake up, maybe that's all a blessing. And maybe we'll look back in 20 years and be like, wow, 2020 was the best year for humankind ever. It gave us the resistance that we needed to fucking wake up. Mm-hmm and maybe we'll say that maybe we won't but typically we always do and mm-hmm. you know, typically we're always grateful for these things in the past so all of these things that we vilify you know maybe just take a pause and just go like well maybe it's bad uh, we don't know yet like who's to say maybe it's the absolute necessary thing that we needed this is the crazy time in the world it's crazy and it it, it is absolutely but that's also from our immediate it's from our immediate perspective like we don't know is it crazy or is it like wow this makes fucking perfect sense looking back 10 years from now right
2: I mean the we we won't we won't understand what it is until you know like we when we take a look back at what this moment is I could tell you since everything happened in March when I look back at everything, I see the healing that has happened in my life, in my family's life, and the people around me. Mm-hmm. But when you're going through like the transformation, when you're in the cocoon, you know, when you're the caterpillar in the cocoon and you're in that place you know, the tightness, and then you and then you're reborn, like you don't you don't even you don't even you can't see everything for what it is. But time yeah. will tell. Time will tell. I see this as a great awakening. Um, and it's painful for a lot of people, and a lot of people are struggling and holding that too and seeing that people. What I've noticed is like, you know, I have this new single that came out that I just played earlier, We Are Safe. Yeah. It's really all about that. It's about the healing that I've been through. Um, It's about the narrative of that. And at the same time, it's a mantra. It's not to gaslight and to say healing and to to say that um, there's no struggling in the world. It's actually a mantra to call in it and to call in the consciousness in the now of what you're talking about, that we are safe, and to use the words as a protective invocation, mm. because you know words are—you said words are lies, and words can also be um, magic. They can and be. Spe- they're they they always. Be they're
0: also always spells, right?
2: Literally yeah. cast, casting spells. So, yeah. um, Rebbe Nachman, he was the founder of um, of Judaism, and he would say that in every single word is a world of consciousness. And then when we're speaking words that these worlds become manifest and they never disappear. And that, so what to say about that is just to be conscious of what we're speaking about the of intentionality that they are vibration. And so, yes, we are in a time of that is crazy, but at the same time as a human, I can also hold. Um, and I know that maybe you too, that this is a, a a time of great change and healing and i think that we will probably look back at this time and we'll see it as a very potent time yeah and but to be honest with you i have no idea what is going to come however i do really believe in my soul as a musician that live music will come back and that there will be that will somehow somehow come back to a place where we can gather together again and i look forward to that i really look forward to sharing and eventually
0: eventually we will right right because people people like the human connection is so absolutely vital right and we cannot do without it we think we can do without it but it's loneliness is far deadlier than any virus it's the number one cause Mm. of early case mortality in the world more than smoking more than obesity more than anything loneliness kills yeah Yeah. well it's not only social isolation it's the perception of isolation so it's not actually how many people you interact with it's whether you perceive yourself to be lonely or not Mm. and so we're going to wake up to that truth that's the truth that's riding behind all of this that we're taking these preventative measures by actually but actually feeding the greatest disease and pandemic of all the epidemic of loneliness which is only increasing in every single generation younger generations to older generations not just people in retirement homes that feel that way it's it's across the board and we're going to start to see that so regardless of what's happening You know, we're eventually going to realize like, oh, whoops, you know, like we're solving this one problem or trying to address this one problem, but ignoring the biggest problem of all, which is the absence of human connection, which is the most healing force Mm -hmm. in the entire world you know and, and i think we'll eventually find that so with that said i'm also confident that eventually we'll get back to music it's just we don't know which right. road is this going to take right. are we going to go down the yetzer hurrah road and it's right. just going to take you're going to go through multiple hangover movies and, and then figure it out or are we going to take you know the that quicker path just following the heart and, and finding that wisdom probably somewhere in between So I had a bunch of guests come in to work out with me today and we were in the Onnit gym and I was showing off some of our equipment and at first we went to the mace that's one of my favorite tools but to really get proficient at mace training you have to have a lot of practice even to get the 360 down and get that momentum down without actually trying to muscle it which is very difficult on the shoulders it's hard so what I always go to is I go to the steel club it's just as versatile but it has a lot more forgiveness as you're learning and as, as you're patterning movements and these are a bunch of big guys used to move in heavy weight and doing olympic lifts and we absolutely got smoked just using kettlebells and steel clubs so if you're interested i encourage you guys to check out on its steel clubs also the on its six program the steel club program is phenomenal it'll put you through a full six week workout with the steel clubs and You're gonna love them. I mean, it's a great tool for correcting any kind of imbalances you might get from swinging a golf club. Anything that you're doing single hand dominant, the clubs can actually give you the opposite pattern to help you strengthen the other side of your body and keep you in balance. So go to onnit.com slash Aubrey and navigate to the Steel Clubs or the Onnit 6 Steel Club program, or check out all the other fitness equipment we have. There's a bunch of cool stuff. Once again, onnit.com slash Aubrey, and as always, 10% off. And thank you so much for navigating there and supporting the podcast.
2: But the thing that I love about all this is it's at our fingertips right now. Yeah. Like with the axis, to holistic living, to podcasts like this one, to music that is the vibration that, that really can create space for us to to move through challenging chapters of our life. I mean, we're just in a place we're talking about a renaissance in Judaism. There's literally a renaissance of spiritual awakening happening right now, and it's everywhere. I'll just go on my phone and check it out. And I mean, that's the thing is like what are we what are we what are we focusing on? What are we listening to? Mm what are we consuming it's like we think so much about yeah mct oils i was just out there doing my vocal warm-ups and i was checking out your mct oils you know fantastic for the brain like what are we consuming for our bodies for ultimate health but also like what are we listening to yeah what are we we watching what are we consuming that's like the ultimate health as well and um i think that because we're in some i would call it like a great purge in the world you know, we wake up sometimes and i know it. i'll wake up and i'll be on my iphone like some some days because i'm a human being that's these are my hangover moments my yitzahara mm-hmm. moments yeah. i wake up and i'm like oh yours are so I'm mild gonna, I'm to check most out. of us what's that
0: <laughs> your yitzahara moments are so mild i know
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's, that's good right. it's
0: still yitzahara for you you know
2: but you know i mean there and then you know and then i have my other days where i wake up and i'm like okay i'm on my meditation boom you know yeah. i'm on my yoga practice i'm on my dominating practice okay i'm out um i also have other yitzhar moments you know i've you know i've suffered from addiction and stuff like that as well um and uh
0: i feel like you're gonna say addiction to like pasta <laughs> or like I'm, i was addicted to chips ahoy once <laughs> <laughs> but I don't mean to belittle what your actual addiction was. I'm sure we've all had our own yeah darkness and struggle you're just such a very vibrant and light being it's very right. difficult to even even see and that's i think the the testament to your own growth is you're such a you're such a light being that the darkness it's hard to even see the darkness mm. in there and I think um if anything, just you know that's a compliment
2: well thank you I appreciate that i was I used to be addicted to cigarettes. There's one of them. Yeah, I still want to have a cigarette once in a while. You know how many times during the pandemic I wanted to go to the store and buy a pack of cigarettes, <laughs> straight up. Sure. Um, I just choose not to do it because I can't breathe, you know, essentially. And um, and that you know that addiction to cigarettes will lead to other things. It's like all connected. And so what I what I typically I'm just in a place right now is like, and I appreciate the reflection. I think I'm, I'm a light i'm a light being i feel like i'm a light being and i also feel very human um and i think in time like i, I want to speak more about um everything that i've 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 come up against and i'm still you know in that inquiry um and uh i look forward i would actually look forward to speaking and to sharing more of, of the humanness of that well
0: um, ultimate all, for sure i should know better because i do also know that your branches don't stretch to heaven until, unless your roots stretch down to hell, yeah. you know? And that's something that Carl Jung said. And I think yeah. it's very much true. Like we need to know that darkness in order to give us the strength to actually push forward to the light. I don't think someone pops out and it's just like straight light the whole way, Right. you know, it yeah. seems to not be the way that the universe works. We have to hold that kind of greater polarity, then choose choose which path we're taking by continually feeding it with the inputs that we get externally and then the practices that we engage with internally Mm. to guide us more towards that um that energy that we're we're talking about
2: yeah that makes sense i mean it's like a ladder you know a ladder's got to stretch it's got to touch the earth and then it goes all the way up to the sky yeah um and you know you can't you got to have you got to feel the earth beneath your feet if you want to stand up and you want to have that connection that vertical connect vertical connection mm. otherwise i mean you could just be floating around in space and not knowing what direction is whatever and, and that's also part of it too <laughs>
0: yes it is yes it is i look
2: forward to those moments uh, yeah
0: <laughs> no doubt so you know so go let's go back to your song for a minute yeah. um
2: when you're saying how am i, I mean, we're doing all right by the way yeah you're crushing it cool cool i just I yeah just want, i just like sometimes i have conversations with people and uh it's like i almost feel like i'm floating in space at times yeah like um, an out-of-body experience yeah. yeah yeah um i just want to check in because because i like, shouldn't
0: just fuck with you and be like no nah, man you're fucking blowing it <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> no it's going great uh sure. so when you're saying we are safe there's different aspects of that because what's interesting is the the pronoun we can mean a variety of different things just like the pronoun i yeah. you know are we talking about the ego, are we talking about the animal? Mm. Are we talking about the soul? And that's where it gets kind of interesting. And I wonder if if you're making that distinction or you're actually talking about it across all categories, because certainly the soul is always safe, mm. right? Like that's in, as my other spiritual mentor, Ted Decker, he says often like our soul is in our father's house, father being the oneness, unicity, mm. God, source, you know our soul is in our father's house like we're we're safe always right. in that there's nothing that's going to fuck with that okay so got that then our psyches seem vulnerable but ultimately it always seems to work out but our bodies for sure are also vulnerable but this understanding that if we identify as the soul this is so what i'm getting at is for me the greatest safety is to recognize like oh yeah the unborn undying essence of who i truly am is always safe and while these other things may be vulnerable they're also inherently temporary anyways so they're vulnerable to time itself so let's put less fear into the experience of these things and recognize that yes who i truly am is always safe and these other things are probably safe too
2: I mean, I think the way you speak about it is what I wish I wrote. <laughs> um, I was like, I wrote, I wrote the song, I was like literally terrified, really scared of the, the fate of the world. Um, you know, I, all my gigs of the year were canceled. I, I've been a touring musician for the past 15 years. So I was like, what what the hell am I gonna do with my life? You know, ultimately, it all worked out a week later i got a job as the music director of a synagogue in san francisco We were safe boom you know but um and thank god like i can actually i have a job i'm putting on virtual music festivals for you know the jewish community and and you know people like Perungi, you know putting on like a virtual music festival with my my buddy mose in guatemala you know and like just bringing bringing people together um to for service in service to connect people to each other in this time but even in all that, like not knowing what was happening with the world. Um, that's kind of like the battle. I think that, of, 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 that I have as a human being is like forgetting the innate idea that, that like we are safe on a soul level, but my human consciousness, my ner- neurosis being a Jewish man. And this is just a joke. You know, it's like my Larry David in su- internal speaking. Like there's aspects of when I, when I actually like feel anxiety and I have fear and I, and but then what happens is when i wake up in the morning and i go and i pray and i do my practice because i wake up like monkey mind i wake up scattered a lot of the time and i sit in meditation and i pray and i do the technology that that brings me into the state of consciousness and being safe until i get there you know i feel scattered at times and um and i think that's like kind of like we live in a world right now where, I wouldn't say people are privileged enough to have spiritual technology to depend on. I think because of the new technology coming up and all the new podcasts that are available, people are stepping in and learning these ideals. And that's a great thing. And my hope is more people will find these technologies so they can step into the understanding that we are safe. Yeah. Um, but you know, when I wrote the song, I was definitely feeling sorry for the, for the world, for my family, um, what was happening with the protests. Um learning about my white privilege, learning about that whole understanding, um re-educating myself um with what's happening with the wildfires. just there was so much unsafety in at least the world that I was living in. um and then um, I wanted to write this song because I had this moment where I realized when I stepped into my higher consciousness that this is like this is totally part of the of the healing. this is a part of this is a chapter that we were literally born for. We were all born for this time. Yeah. All of us were brought back in this moment, in this body, when we said, hey, and Spirit was like, You want to come back to uh you want to come back to this place, the playground again? Well, we're we gonna we're gonna set you up right now in this spacesuit and on that space on that on that spaceship floating out on the earth and we're gonna give you some challenges are you ready for 2020 i think that probably our sole contract was like yeah hell yeah i'm ready for it hell so yeah. you know that's what it, i'm speaking to it's like it's just it's almost like i'm whispering in the ears of every person and i'm saying yes i hear that you're in pain yes i understand you're scared i'm scared too and we are safe and i'm gonna walk with you
0: that's awesome a bunch of things came up, and I'll try and track them all down. Um, one was, you know, the, one of the latter references you made. I was sitting around with uh, another great musician friend of mine, just a beautiful soul, and you know, he's had his challenges in life too. He's he's such a he's almost um, not really of this world. It seems. It? I don't want to share because I'm oh. about to share his story about it, but I'll tell okay. you afterwards, okay. um, just because it wasn't it wasn't public, and I don't okay. I wouldn't want to share that. But okay. nice ultimately uh and it's not a bad thing at all but ultimately he's he was like you know what, man like i don't know if i would do this again talking about incarnation Mm -hmm. and manifestation in a human being and i was like yeah but imagine we're all chilling up there in our soul pod and we're looking down and we can kind of see the direction that the earth is headed and we know it's running into it's going to be running into some trouble and it's going to need some challenge and it's going to have to wake up or the whole game's going to end for a lot of people and a lot of plants and a lot of animals and a lot of other sentient life that's going to be on this thing and we're looking at it and i'm like hey man they really need us down there like we should go you really think you'd look me right in the soul eye and <laughs> the only third eye that's available in the soul and yeah. and just and say like nah they'll figure it out <laughs> right. and he's like yeah you're right bro like i'd be back and i was like that's right and i think all of us you know i think that's kind of the way it works obviously that's kind of like a you know reductionist view of probably what happens up there who the fuck knows yeah. but ultimately this idea that if we did see this we would be compelled to be like all right yeah oh the odds are going to be stacked against us all right well we'll go give it our best you know we'll go out on our shields at the very least and at least know that we came and, and gave it a go and i think that's um that's something that always gives me great comfort mm. is this feeling like would i choose this no matter how much no matter if even it gets way gnarlier mm. like this is actually still it's still very manageable you know I'm, ha- I'm most of my days i'm just having a lovely day at home writing and playing in my garden and you know practicing spearfishing in my pool and making love to my wife like my days don't suck during quarantine so it's like it could get way worse and even if it did would i want to be here yeah of course i want to be here because i think i can do some good so like all right i don't want it to get worse i'd like this if this was the maximum bad it gets great like i'm down Mm. however if it gets worse like i'm fucking here for it right you know and i think that's something that's really really comforting it shifts you from the victim mentality to that kind of warrior mentality like all right i'm i'm ready for this i'm built for this
2: i'm i love that you said we're here i'm, I'm here for it i'm here for it you know it's what uh stuff like that like it's what my coach and i like, we talk about all the time I'm so grateful for him he like really ch- he really changed my life um to have someone i think in our lives I- i'm gonna say for anyone who's watching this podcast listening to it uh if you can find yourself a coach uh someone who even when we believe like when we when we were in that warrior mentality it's even great to have like somebody to spot us hell yeah so um to find someone like that to help spot us so and to reflect back to us even sometimes you know as a human being i have my insecurities but to have someone remind us of that divinity and to remind us of the power that we have. Um, so it's the things that, that you're saying right there that just like totally remind me of that. So, yeah, and I know that you're a coach. I am a coach and also, you know, yes, having
0: a coach is great, but then having allies like brothers right. and sisters right. of the way, like you just met my best friend, Kyle. right? And we'll talk about this stuff all the time, you right. know? And it's just, I know that no matter what, like he's gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Like he's never gonna be the one that runs or shies away from any fight that we're going through that now actually physically literally (laughs) that's the truth but also what we're talking about in the the bigger game of existence like he's going to be right there and knowing and then the fellowship that i created fit for service fellowship knowing that there's 150 people in there that are all that are all like that like no matter what anybody's going through you got a bunch of people going i'm here for it looking around like you all here for it like yeah i'm here for it and it's fucking unbelievable and it that gives me a lot of hope too because as we were talking before that connection to tribe that feeling like you have allies you feel seen you feel held you got yeah. people that'll pick you up when you fall yeah. that'll lead ahead that'll follow that'll do all of the things that are necessary it gives us just sense of belonging and, and peace that's so important and also all of the mirrors that you get because without real allies mm. you don't have mirrors you yeah. know, and then so you don't. You're not able to see yourself, and you're not able to see your greatness or your flaws. Mm-hmm. And that's what a real ally does: is they can hold back that neutral mirror mm-hmm. and be like, "Look at you shining, boy, go!" right And you're like, "Yeah, I really am shining." Right. Or they could be like, "Hey, man, you're a little bit lost in the Yetzer hurrah over here. <laughs> you know, like you want to you want to chill out, you know." Yeah. And then and you be like, "Yeah, you're right. You know, I'm fu- I'm fucking lost my mind." And and so that's just so vital and i don't think human beings can do it mm. without that we're not meant to yeah. we never did it before yeah in our evolutionary history we never did it before we always banded together mm. and we're not going to be able to do it now mm. and hopefully one of the things that is going to result from this collective stress is people coming together with deeper connections more rites of passage more bonds that are you know really allow people to be true allies
2: for each other 100 percent um grateful to all you know, also understand and, and hear about so many, I mean, I, I, um, men's groups, women's groups, trans non-binary groups that come together um, and counsel to have these kinds of reflections, to teach people about how to hold space and how to listen and how to also uh, take feedback, you know, uh, and how to show up a, in a good way, essentially. Um, uh, we're in a fruitful time for that. Um, I started a, a new group with, with um, a handful of musicians recently to create community in this time of pandemic because you know we all lost a lot of the work of you know touring so therefore we're stepping into new aspects of of being a musician you know Mm -hmm. signing licensing deals uh, working on building our 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 social media programs and whatnot but also we're counseling together we're essentially like speaking of the vulnerability of the heart and getting to know each other as musicians because when we show up to music festivals we don't really get that Sure. opportunity we see each other in the green one we're like hey man great set you know let's hang later you know yeah but it's not like we get to actually counsel and reflect back to each other our greatness and aspects when we're not maybe speaking um in the highest or acting in the highest and so um i just look forward to um, growing in these circles and being part of these um aspects of of healing um, moving forward as a musician um because we really need it too um of course. And especially in the music industry right now. It's been a lot a lot of craziness there. Um, but you know, speaking too about team, and I just want to mention it that for this song, I licensed it um and I wanted to thank like and I'm working with this team they're called Ineffable Records. They released it, this single, and they're a great team. And, you know, they um for me, you know, represent artists that I love, you know, as like on your show you've had trevor hall Mm -hmm. and um they represent people like mike love and um the band and just a lot of great reggae and conscious musicians and it's just great to finally be working with people in my life that are able to see my greatness as a musician and as a human being and being able to help elevate that um and market it in in a in a great way so um i just think that yeah it's a great time right now in the world that we're in, even though whatever's all, even though there are there are fires in the world, it seems <laughs> the world may seem to so many people that it's, it's a confusing and a dark time. I invite whoever's watching this podcast or in this world. my hope is that people start to open your eyes and, and, and call in and, and be curious and just listen for all the aspects of counsel and change um, that's happening right now in the world.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a great prayer. Um, one tangential thing I wanted to go back and and cover was, so I was I uncovered some studies recently where they actually, um, and you know, poor mice, but they traumatized mice in one generation, and then you know, basically by creating some kind of like auditory, some kind of sensory experience, and then pain associated with that sensory experience, and then they had the mice breed and then two generations later they will play the same sensory experience so imagine it's a tone you know so a certain tone and then the grandparent mice would would you know the grandson and whatever of the the second generation offspring of those mice would actually have a trauma response to that same tone Mm. so what they found was that there's an epigenetic passing of traumas and and at least what it's not what they found but what it's what it's showing is a possibility that somehow there's a stored memory of these certain events that have happened in our in our history which is really interesting and it goes beyond you know what conventional understanding of the mind might be and it leads me to wonder because you mentioned that there's you know a, a common trope or a common stereotype is that there's a jewish angst right maybe true maybe not true however of of many of the people of the world the hereditary jews experienced a lot of people coming after them and a lot of fucking challenge from the very start of the game you know as they were leaving egypt Mm -hmm. all the way through i mean struggle has been a constant where there was basically armies or different oppressive power forces all the way through of course the holocaust through even what you're experiencing now with the just general anti-semitism you have to wonder if this doesn't just pertain to jews but if each different race holds potentially their own epigenetic story Mm -hmm. to that and so like potentially and i'm i'm jewish as well by ancestry and i've certainly had my fair share of angst you know i wonder if there is some transmission of like we know in our in our coding in our actual like dna in the story that's beyond anything that's even in our mind we know that some shit can get really bad. And so we're always like kind of on a lookout, like, is this shit gonna be really bad? And it's just curious to me, and and I think as time goes on and we understand epigenetics more and we're able to pin this, and obviously we'd, we need to show this in humans, but it's it's interesting to look and say, yes, I think on one level, all human beings are the same, especially on the, on the soul level, 100%. Every soul is the same. So there's no intrinsic value or difference in anybody because as the most important part of who we are we're identical we're all souls Mm. you know and as people all the same it's all we're all of the same however differences in the skin are absolutely who gives a shit it's skin like doesn't fucking matter none of the differences matter anyways but there may be actual intrinsic differences in the genetic coding of people from traumas that are passed down from multiple generations and i'm i just wonder if that's uh if that's a reality and if so if we actually if we actually did figure that out and it was like maybe this there is something to that then the ways to deal with that trauma and the ways to heal with that trauma could then be culturally applied through stories through religions mm-hmm. through different you know different transmissions of ideas of like oh these are the people that are in in my blood in my in my coding and like these are some of the the rituals that mm-hmm. we can use to actually heal and mm-hmm. move to forgiveness mm-hmm. on for for things that didn't even happen in our life but happened in other lives. And I think of course the African American plight is the same. I mean the having slavery in many at least most probably of the of the African Americans have experienced that. What is the genetic what is the genetic transmission of that? Mm. You know, not only what's happening now in this life but like what is that? And then Native Americans are the same. So it's curious and it's obviously like um, something that I think is in some ways challenging to talk about because there's not as much data and science on it. But as it goes on, I think ultimately applying like some sensitivity to that potentiality, being like, all right, well, here's some great rituals and some great stories we can use to help bring all the people back to full wholeness, Mm. which can then bring the whole world back to love. Because as you said, it's the pain itself that create in the fear that creates the divisiveness it creates the anger it creates the the challenge amongst people so if we can get to the root cause even beyond what people think it is we can get to some of the root cause it seems
2: to me that that could be productive absolutely um it's really well put you're a fantastic thinker <laughs>
0: thanks i do what i can really really fantastic <laughs>
2: thinker Aubrey. um can you can you do me a really quick favor can you um identify define epigenetic epigenetic so there's the core there's the core genetics right
0: which are like the core genetics and then epigenetics are switches that turn off and on Mm -hmm. and those can change right within you know days weeks months so those that's the variation so then there's the the you can't change your actual genetics. That's why right. someone, if you leave genetic material on a crime right. scene, you can always pin it to you because right. your genetics don't change. Right. Your epigenetics shift. And that's the upregulation and downregulation okay. of certain gene expressions and okay. certain aspects. Yeah. So maybe it's not even epigenetic that's storing the trauma. Maybe it's some other morphic resonance, as Rupert Sheldrake says, that's actually storing right. the trauma, or it's some kind of i don't think they've identified exactly what it is that's storing that memory that allows the mice certain mice to freak out when they hear the tone because their grandparents got hurt when they heard the tone Mm. you know so um and i think that's yet to be explored and i think potentially it isn't even some aspect of the genetic expression potentially Mm. it's stored in some non-physical you know non non non-local non-physical thing like the morphic resonance field that rupert sheldrake says but either way you know epigenetics are the variation in the
2: genetic transmission so there there's a a, a, this this has to do with um there are certain gifts essentially that i think all peoples were given when they signed the soul contract it's crazy uh when they signed the soul contract to come to come back Essentially, because like Judaism, we believe reincarnation; it's a central principle, and, and this is the way that I think about it. No matter what people we are, um, and for instance, I'll will tell you a little story when spirit went and and had the Torah, and this is not this is this is a mythical understanding. This is something my rabbi told me when I was in Jerusalem he actually, with, with the Tory, like went to these people and he was like, will you, will you be in the covenant with me? Will you say yes? And they were like, no, um, I won't accept it for what it is, but I'll take this. And then he went to these other people and there was like, of the people of the land, will you accept this covenant and be with my... And they were like, no, we will do everything, but we won't do that. And then went to multiple people and then finally went to the Hebrews, the Jews, and was like, will you accept my covenant?" covenant? And they were like, yes. And then we became the people of choice. There's this like weird thing in the world where people like they're like always pissed off at Jews. They're like, like they think that we're chosen. Like we're, we're like above other people. It's actually not. The gifts that we were given at soul contract level was that we have the superpower of choice. Choice is our superpower and that all the different. And what I'm saying with that is that I see it as like all people different peoples i don't know what all the gifts are from all peoples because i'm not in I, I only know my soul reference right but essentially we're given these gifts at soul contract time and then these certain traumas can happen to us as a also as a people that are monuments Yep, their reference points is points and um when we have enough then personal monuments that ultimately creates the inner landscape of who we are as a human being and i think also ultimately polishes the mirror and refines us so we're at that perfect gem who we are with perfect fingerprints that make us the unique I or the unique you and um because i haven't studied epine- epi- epigenetics excuse me um i don't i can't go into depth about that but i do know that from what I've learned is that we are a makeup of, of soul contract. We're a makeup of what's happened in this world and trauma. And then we get to who we are. And it's what what I know is that um, from my personal life is that it's how we're showing up and how we're choosing to be and how we're choosing to dance and wrestle with whatever c- comes up. That's a That's a choice. And it's also based on our ancestry and, and also handed down how we've behaved and and how, and and how what has maybe come up against us. And I think that that's the constant dance that we're in as human beings. It's figuring out in the moment, I was on my way here, I went, stopped at Veracruz to get some tacos. Good choice. It was uh, Ian's mm. uh, recommendation. Amazing, by the way, nice guy. I show up, I didn't know that I needed to, uh, order online uh showed up and then i was like i'm um, how do i just get some tacos you know and and um i was getting a little flustered you know i was forgetting <laughs> i was like forgetting mm. like, what am i doing here and this really nice woman walked by and she was like hey chill out the tacos <laughs> are coming like relax and then i was like i was like oh yeah like i didn't yell or anything but i got to a place where i was like you know in that moment i had that I, like totally forgot and, and, and it it brought me back, like in that moment, I was like feeling like, why didn't they put online like that? Uh, <laughs> why did they put online that, that you have to order online and blah, 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 like all these things. And then I realized I was like, I'm in a new community. I'm in Austin, Texas. This is how they do things here. Take a breath. It's beautiful. It's raining. I'm going to be a few minutes late to see Aubrey, but we're going to make it work. And so in the moment I thought about all of that, I was able to take in my anger and all the, the aspects of being a human being and i made the choice in that moment to take a breath to to text you and say i'm going to be a few minutes late and to, and to come here in in the right timing and i think that um you know it's just part of the human experience is always remembering you know holding our ancestry holding our ancestors on our shoulders remembering where we come from tr- tapping into that place and at the same time walking walking where we are right now and um, being present and and doing our best to show up, balancing our spiritual higher self and being a human being in the now.
0: Well, it seems like you're doing your ancestors a a service in in making that choice because and i think that's a beautiful way to reframe that i actually didn't understand that again my my i have such a paucity of jewish information actually when i when i speak to someone like you um because yeah i always thought it was the chosen people and i was like man that's a really cocky thing to name yourself
2: yeah i mean you
0: know to be like "Ah, we're the chosen people like fuck you guys i was like that doesn't that doesn't sound cool but now to understand that it was no we're we're the ones that chose chose we're the ones that chose we're the ones that chose to receive this kind of text that's and just honoring that choice is the superpower and it's a universal superpower Right. but and i think the the beautiful thing that came to mind is just celebrating every single different culture for all of their gifts the the choices that they made everything that they brought even you know the traumas which which illuminate other gifts Mm -hmm. always because wrapped up in these traumatic experiences are amazing gifts like part of my ability to communicate came from the fact that my father would get extraordinarily angry corner me and yell at me for hours if i expressed something in a way that he took offense to Mm. so my language abilities became a superpower now Mm. of course there was some trauma i had to deal Mm. with from that as well but with that trauma came a superpower and i think everywhere we look there's going to be both pain and the gift that's wrapped up in that pain and but it really takes choice to activate it for all of us like we have to choose to not only heal the pain but then really choose to to walk the beauty way in our gift and um it's the sacred dance it is man it is
1: it's like
2: i do i go to exact dance that's also been like crazy not dancing with people in contact and yep um every time every time you show up is different and being able to move with that um you know we're human beings and we we we're we can't shake being human beings even though some people would think they're lumarians or (laughs) i totally respect that too but um we just we just gotta like
0: i want to hear him say that while they're sitting on a toilet with diarrhea i'm you a know, Lumerian? yeah <laughs> i'm a Lumerian. you know yeah. like no nah, no nah, bitch you're human like i see that that's runs i see that you ate a jalapeno and your asshole burns right, right? yeah right that's yeah. human stuff right right
2: <laughs> that's human stuff we can't forget we're human
0: <laughs> that's right you know so. that's right well man this has been uh it's been beautiful to receive some of some of your medicine and, and just to see you know this perspective um as i said it's a perspective that i haven't been able to see through that lens so I, I deeply appreciate it um you down to bring us uh bring us home with uh with the song yeah wrap this up happy to do that and for those you know listening all of your songs well maybe not all of them, but most of your songs are on spotify
2: Mikey yeah, parker yeah mikey palker Powker? Uh, pow yeah pow 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 exactly Play, a lot of people call me parker and when i was a kid they used to call me Fokker. Of uh, Meet the Fockers. <laughs> yeah. My English teacher used to call him Fokker, but it's <laughs> it's Palker, everybody. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you can check out the new song We Are Safe, just released with Ineffable Records a couple weeks ago, um, on Spotify. M I K E Y P A U K E R. Um, also have a new remix coming out for this song I'm gonna sing now called Rise DJ Taz Rashid. I'm um, coming out next week, um and uh yeah we got four new songs just recorded with uh jim kaufman who, who produced this and we have a whole bunch of new music coming out this year so Hell yeah look forward to uh checking that out and then you know you could also just follow me on instagram it's the best way or go to my website com. but yeah thanks so much abby for, for having me it's such an honor to be here absolutely you're a kind you're like a you kind of look like for me energetically remind me of like a like a lion, but like a care bear, essentially. Like you're literally a heart. Ah, oh, thank you, brother. It's like you feel like a lion like, care bear. You feel like if 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 I mean, right now, what I would love to do is like give you a really nice hug because, I mean, essentially, like I miss I miss touch. That's a big part of my life. Yeah, man. And- uh, yeah, Big you, hug you is just, coming. You just you just seem like <laughs> one of the best huggers. So
0: <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. <laughs>
2: no. <laughs> no it it's a lot of pressure <laughs> so yeah this song is called rise um i wrote the song about my um you know i grew up suffering from depression i had a great family it had nothing to do with them for me it just had to do with you know the gift that spirit gave me that essentially created these songs that are life vests um for my life um they they've they, they're like children they, they grow um they grow with me and uh this song uh it just is a song that's just asking it, it's saying you know to you know n- not let the world lock us out of our of our heart and of our soul and uh yeah we're all going through it right now in our own ways we're human beings and you know the music has the power of healing music has the power of waking us up to our soul essence what we we're talking about earlier and uh you know if you are struggling you aren't g- going through a hard time. I ask you to reach out to me. You can, you can Facebook me, you can Instagram me, whatever ways that you wanna reach out, reach out, I'm here for you. Uh, and uh, when we sing songs, we have the opportunity of uniting. That's what music is, it's the unification of vibration. And uh, yeah, so I invite you to sing along, sing the song with me, and I can't wait to sing the song together when we're in person again, when uh, the world opens up again for live music. So thanks for being here, everyone.
1: Compassionate eyes Can rip your soul from your seams Those people lie down With no water to drink This is a crazy taste Of reality, and all of dies, and all I breathe, all of dies, and all I breathe. Gotta rise up, oh, gotta stand up tall. Don't let this world lock you out of your soul we gotta rise up oh we gotta stand up tall don't let this world lock you out of your soul Disguising and delight. The darkness in the world is real. Have right action, stand on your feet. No matter what path we choose. Keep on circling the fracture moon. All one people stand up in your night. Everything is sacred. Everyone is sacred. We gotta rise up. Oh We gotta stand up tall. Don't let this world lock you out of your soul We gotta rise up, oh, we gotta stand up tall Don't let this world lock you out When we look inside yeah and we see this ember, we know this light inside is our love. When we look inside, yeah when we see this ember, we know this light inside is from Jack. We're imitating stars that move in Chris's shimmer. We know this light inside is our love. When we look inside and polish the mirror. We know this light inside is our love. When we look inside, yeah, when we see this ember, we know this light inside. Is our love When we look inside Yeah, we see this ember We know this light inside Is from Jack We're imitating stars That move and crush and shimmer We know this light inside Is our love When we look inside And polish the mirror We know this light inside Yeah, we gotta rise up Oh, we gotta stand up tall We gotta stand up Oh, you want me to sing? Sing with me don't let this world lock you out of your soul. Lock you out, out of your soul. soul. We gotta rise up. We, we gotta, gotta rise up. up. Oh, we gotta stand up tall. We, we gotta, gotta stand, stand up tall. tall. Don't let this world grow. lock you out. Lock, lock you out. Well. We gotta rise up one more time. We, we gotta rise up. up. Oh, we gotta stand up. We, we gotta stand up tall. tall. Don't let this world. Don't let, let this world lock you out, lock, lock you, you out, out of your soul. soul. Come on. We, we got to rise up, oh, we got to stand up tall. tall. Don't let, let this world, world lock, you lock you out, lock you out. Yeah, again. Don't let, let this world yeah. lock you out. More time. Don't, Don't let this world. Lock, Lock you out, out of your heart.
0: Hell yeah, beautiful, man.
1: <laughs> Apologize to everybody for me singing along, but I love it. Give it up for Aubrey, everybody. <laughs> A
0: man of some talent singing not being one of them, but I always enjoy it it's good it's good to hear your own voice you know i think everybody out there there's a lot of judgments around voice and i do not have a naturally like gifted voice it's very difficult for me to carry a tune i actually had a vocal coach when i did a musical in uh in college right and they were like we can teach anybody to sing and eventually the vocal coach went to the director and was like so he can't sing so you're gonna (laughs) have to change the song to a chant (laughs) because i can chant pretty good i
2: got a pretty good ohm game right um
0: but anyways you know what
2: the way i see it is that like we all have a voice right and maybe i think different than your coach but even if we think we can't sing we open up our mouths to sing something magic happens, happens. something happens so uh i personally thought i've, I've seen with a lot of people i thought you had a really good <laughs> hey,
0: thanks man hey thanks i really enjoyed this podcast and i know people did as well thank you so much everybody for tuning in check out his music give him some love Love you. Love you. Thanks We're everywhere. out. Ooh. Thanks for tuning in to me and Mikey Palker. Make sure you check him out on Spotify. I hope you guys have a fantastic week and I'll see you next week with Sean Stevenson.